0: Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. What are red flags? To me, red flags are basically a warning sign. You're going the wrong way, you're doing the wrong thing. This person is not to be trusted, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. As Christians, we're taught to quote unquote turn the other cheek, forgive seventy times seven, judge not lest ye be judged. And yet there are times when the Lord does not expect us to put up with abusive behavior. There are times to be steadfast, and there are also times when you should run. If you aren't close to the Lord and healthy in mind and spirit, you won't know the difference, and it will cause you, and potentially others, unnecessary suffering. Now, the red flags that I want to address in this episode are specifically in regards to marriage. Um, and I, in all candidness um i want to share some significant red flags that i witnessed and you're going to be surprised and maybe some of it you might not be but um i'm i'm not going to say any names obviously i don't give my name and i'm not going to give anyone else's names um, nor dates or specific locations if it's not um, terribly pertinent to the story. Um, but I do believe that it that giving some of these details and being as candid as I can is helpful. Um, so I <laughs> I started thinking back on you know my situation in my previous marriage and what, ultimately led to the downfall and you know I my my husband you know he and I both have had many conversations on on that subject you know just basically trying to say well could I have known and I can say wholeheartedly yes there were many red flags and I should have paid attention to them and I should have known better but I also know that I was dealing with my own issues my own um um, mental health issues, my own insecurities, um, and, you know, essentially two unhealthy people um, that whose who's dysfunctional puzzle piece, uh, as it were, uh, fit together, um, then they're going to find each other. And that's, that's what I believe. That's what I've seen time and again. That's what I experienced. And so I'm going to kind of lay it out for you a bit uh, just to either have something uh, to commiserate with or to perhaps help you to avoid the the pitfalls that I um, found myself in, Um, so I'll get right to it. I decided to narrow it down to basically two significant red flags in each section or, or, or stage of the relationship, if you will. So two significant red flags when I was dating um, my uh, previous spouse. Now, there were girls that he was friends with. Incidentally, these were girls that I knew from high school and church. And because the church that I met him at was a basically a... They call it a, a singles ward. is It's it's basically a, a specific um, church location for people who are of a certain age and are single. It helps people to associate with their peers um, and uh, potentially meet a future mate. Um, for some people, they prefer to just stay in what they call the married wards. Um, and some people like to attend the singles wards. And so for me, I, anyway, I... At the time, I thought it was cool, and that's where I where I went, and that's where I met him. And um, so, you know, you would think, okay, I'm meeting someone of my own faith, and um, I'm around other people of my faith. You you, you think there's a certain commonality there, but um, but not always. I, th- I think people people well know that just because you attend the same church as someone, just because you work at the same company as someone, just because you uh, grow up in the same family as someone. You know, everybody has their own personalities, their own belief systems, and their own um, choices that they make. Um, Agency, of course. So uh, at the time, like I said, there were some girls that were I say girls. I mean, they they were older than me, but you know we're all we're we're all pretty young. Um, But uh, like I said, I I had known them from high school, and so they became friends with this guy. Okay, and um, were friends with him before I um, caught his eye, and he and I started to date. And these. I'm I'm just going to say girls cuz in my opinion this behavior is very um immature, okay? They I I think there was a bit of jealousy. I think they wanted to date him um and so it just kind of ended up turning into them yeah, being being jealous and trying to dissuade him basically from dating me and um telling him um, a lot of things about me that were not true, um, stretching the truth on some things. Um, you know, like I said, these were girls I went to church with. These are girls that I knew in school. I actually kind of thought they were f- friends-ish, not, you know, not close, but I mean, friendly, right? So, um, anyway, so he had, uh, told me that they had, um, Said a, a lot of uh, talked a lot of crap about me basically, and um, it was very hurtful and very offensive. And you know, I'm I I don't know anyone who takes that kind of a thing um, very well. Uh, I I know that I have an issue with holding grudges, um, but I've 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 had girls do this kind of stuff to me a lot throughout my life, and so it it kind of gets to where I just kind of get sick of being around girls basically um and so you know after that happened i you know like i said i was i was pretty hurt and i you know i'm of course i'm trying to set the record straight with him i'm trying to say well that didn't happen and and, and i'm not like that and blah blah, blah and I'm just trying to defend myself which is just dumb like thinking back i'm like i should not have to defend myself right but i did i felt the need to defend myself and um by the way i was 18 <laughs> yeah so anyway um and it, so it he He said he didn't believe what they were saying about me he he claimed he tried to defend me um you know, in the end, I just kind of thought, well, if he still likes me, still wants to date me, if things are meant to be, it's meant to be you know whatever we'll we'll get past this, right And of course, you know, in my naivete, <laughs> of course, because like I said, I was only eighteen um I. I believed he wouldn't be friends with these girls anymore, <laughs> and um, you know because okay, here I am, and I'm saying this is still the way I, I am. I I expect other people to do the things that I would do, right? I, I mean, I I think generally everybody feels that way. It's like well, if, well, if I wouldn't do that, then I would expect other people not to do that, you know, um, et, cetera, et cetera, And so, you know, I I actually stopped being you know uh associating with um male male friends um mostly uh you know communicating with male friends um i i was in my mind i was taking my relationship seriously and so i was pretty much only associating with him and um not even so much my girlfriends anymore which actually probably wasn't the best thing in hindsight but Nonetheless I thought I was in love, you know, whatever, right? And I thought he was too. Well, I ended up finding out. So he, so so here's red flag number 1, okay? Sorry, long story short. Red flag number 1. He he comes to me and tells me that he went I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it was a date. He went on a date with one of these girls that had badmouthed me and and really had laid into me and you know, I I, th- I think I wasn't. I think I was pretty clear about how I felt about her and her friends, and and um, you know it, anyway, just the whole situation. So it, so in my mind, okay, you know I'm already trying to make. Take steps toward being serious and, and avoiding, um, you know, even the avoiding even the appearance of evil. I wouldn't be going out alone with with a, a single male, right? Um, especially not someone who I knew um, maybe was interested in me and and was clearly jealous of my relationship. I don't think I would risk screwing screwing up my relationship by going and. Going somewhere with, with, um, with a, someone of the opposite sex in that situation. However, he did this. He, he went out and went shopping and, and went uh, uh, out with this gal uh, in what could only be construed as a date, I would say. They got food, they went shopping, um, you know. And, and the only reason why he fessed up to it is because he happened to run into actual friends of mine while he was out. And he just assumed that they would probably tell me um, and they didn't. <laughs> so that's another story for another time about my um, poor choice in female friends um, in, in my life. But anyway, but because he was afraid that they would tell me um, as well that they should have, um, he, he fessed up that he had done this and he had no intention of telling me. Um, that he had gone and done that, which obviously, well, if you, if you if you can't tell your girlfriend what you're doing, then you're probably doing something wrong. Um, anyway, I was I was very angry um, that he had done that. I thought that was highly inappropriate and he obviously was hiding it from me and I, I couldn't understand why. Like why in the world would you do that? Why would you you don't like her, Okay? you've, you've made that clear, but <laughs> you you it, it was clearly worth ruining your relationship with me over, right? So her, so she must be pretty important to you then. Well, he claimed he didn't care about her. He just really wanted to go shopping and didn't want to go alone. And she was the only person that was available. And he knew that she would go with him. And I, I and and I'll just say, <laughs> what was I doing at the time? I was working. I was working. He wasn't working. I was working. So there's a little precursor for uh, a future episode. Anyhow. I forgave him. (laughs) He told me he was sorry. Said he'd never do it again. Realized that it was dumb after he saw my friends. Whatever. For some reason, I believed him. Okay. On to the next red flag. Um, After that happened and I got pretty upset and I did, I basically told him, you know, if you have friends who don't support your relationship especially if you are serious about me then these people shouldn't be your friends uh, you know i still to this day believe that i do not think especially if you think you're going to marry the person and then after you marry the person if you have friends that are not supportive of your relationship are not supportive of your marriage they got to go sorry that's just how i feel about it. i don't care how long you've been how long you've known them i don't care how good of a friend they are to you or how much they've gotten you through your marriage is it, right? That should be your priority. That should be your number one after the Lord, of course. Anyway, silly me for thinking that, okay? Now now I, I will add one little thing, too, on top of the fact that I was only 18. He was 10 years older than me, okay? Had never been married before. Had only had maybe one serious relationship before that. Anyway, So after I said this to him, and, you know, I was really only talking about these girls who he, in his own words, said were not that important to him, and that was part of why I shouldn't care that much about what they were saying about me or that he was, you know, spending time with them. That They didn't mean anything to him, right, is what he said. Well, he told his best guy friend, I'll say, he was his roommate, one of his roommates, but... Um, He had told him about this. And, oh, boy, well, his friend was a guy who was also his age and also not married, okay? He decided that I was wrong, and he needed to convince me that I was wrong and that I was being cruel, basically, for expecting him to ditch his friends for me. And... Oh, so he told his friend this, and his friend completely confronted me with my boyfriend (laughs) sitting right there, letting him berate me, basically. They completely ganged up on me, bullied me, trying to get me to admit I was wrong, trying to convince me that I was being basically evil, right? And anyway, that I would say that was a pretty big red flag, the fact that he went behind my back and told a, a personal conversation to, to a close friend who clearly was also not supportive of our relationship and our future marriage um, because, like I said, we, we, obviously we did. We ended up getting married, unfortunately. Um, So that was a pretty big red flag. I I don't think that was appropriate for him to go to his friend and tell him those things and allow his friend to um, verbally assault me, essentially. You know, I'm – mind you, I'm little. Um, I am a small woman. I'm barely under 5'2". His friend was easily twice my size, Okay, So the fact that his friend thought it was okay (laughs) to – to confront me and bully me like that, and you know, my uh, a future hubby thought that that was appropriate too. He obviously was just sicking him on me. He was his, he was his, um, his guard dog, basically. So, two significant red flags while we were dating. That's only two. That's only two. Okay, but uh, in the end. Uh, We did. We got married. There's lots more that um, I need to share about all of this. There's a lot to unwrap. And um, I would like to write a book one day because my hope and prayer is to help other unsuspecting young women who are dealing with their own um, mental health or spiritual issues, keep them from ending up in the same kind of a situation because it was, um, it ended up being 12 years of hell. So now I will move on to two significant red flags on our wedding day. Okay. Now this is someone who, uh, I really thought, I thought, you know, he was a good guy. He had served, um, a full time, um, honorable, as far as I know, um mission for our church to your mission. um you know, and I think there's a um I think there's a misconception in our church that, oh, he's a returned missionary, right is what they call him an rm. So that means he's he's good. That means he's perfect. Um, no, it does not. no, it really does not. um so i I'm just gonna come right out and say that. So anyway, we, uh, we had uh, barely kept from um, having sex before getting married. And so therefore, we were able to be married in one of our holy temples. That's also another, uh, I think, misconception in our church. And, and, you know, in no way do I mean to um, downplay uh, the church, the religion, the gospel, or the temples. Uh, they are all holy and um, it's we just have to deal with imperfect people right the the gospel is perfect uh, but and Christ is perfect but people are not and unfortunately our every organization is run by imperfect people so um, after we were married we were married in one of the holy temples um, and after we were married and we were in the car uh, alone we were in the vehicle heading to the location of our what was to be our wedding brunch with everybody that had attended the wedding he he was driving and he, i can't remember exactly what he said it was kind of something like oh hey now i can do this and he reached down the front of my dress and began fondling my breasts and I felt paralyzed because in my mind you know of course it it, it feels like an assault but yet well he's my husband now he's he's allowed to to touch me right now it's okay for us to be naked together and you know touch each other and 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 do these things right that married people do so it was very conflicting and it and it and i felt so uncomfortable and i felt so conflicted and i know i was just paralyzed and i'm sure the look on my face was not a pleasant one and and he and i remember he removed his hand and and he said something like, "If if you don't want me to do that, just say so." And I, I, I don't. I it's a fog. I don't remember what I said. I think I just said okay. I mean, I just don't. It was very. Yeah, it was, like I said, that that was a red flag. That w- that should be an indicator of what our um, future marriage um, ended up being like. Um, and then, probably not a surprise then, I would say the second red flag uh, was, you know, we're at this wedding brunch, we're eating with all of our family and close friends, and he wanted to leave. He wanted to leave early because he wanted to go to our hotel room that we had booked for that night, our wedding night, and and have sex, basically. He'd been waiting, Right. And I was I was very embarrassed. I mean and, and that's not to say that I wasn't interested in having sex, you know, of course, but just not right then, really. <laughs> you know. It was very obvious why we were leaving. We're leaving early. Why? <laughs> and I remember one of my sisters even said something, you know, she was teasing, you know, about it, but it was but it was it was embarrassing. I was super embarrassed cuz yeah, just totally inappropriate. It's like, dude, just hold your horses, you know? There's time for that. All right, you don't have to do it right then. Um, but in my opinion looking back, it was another red flag. So, take that take with that what you will. Um, I want to there's so much more I wanted to um talk about with these red flags. Um, but I am kind of running low on time. So I will make this a two-part episode uh, about red flags. Um, I, I will end with the two red flags from our honeymoon. Now, we, uh, we went to Hawaii for our honeymoon, and I felt very, very lucky um, to get to go to Hawaii. I'd always wanted to go. And... We ended up visiting uh, two islands and excuse me it you know, there was definitely parts of it that that were pretty pretty incredible um, but some parts of it that were truly awful. Uh, one was we You know, we didn't have a lot of money, and one way that we were trying to keep it um, affordable was to not eat out. I don't know if we ate out at all, but we had – because we had rented a – we found a a really cheap um, Airbnb to stay in, and um, so, of course, there was a kitchen, and so we ended up getting some food from the grocery store in order to, you know, just have meals at the, uh, at the Airbnb. And um, when we were at the grocery store, honestly, I thought we were having a good time. I felt like we were just kind of joking around. It just kind of felt like, okay, this is what married couples do. You go grocery shopping together, you know, blah, blah, blah whatever. And we were trying to plan out our meals and stuff. Well, we got back to the condo and Again, it's a little bit of a fog because I it seemed so out of the blue. But he be, the best way I can say it is he verbally assaulted me. He was screaming at me. Now, this would also be a precursor for the rest of our marriage, um specifically in regards to uh, finances. Um, this is someone who really did not want to spend money on anyone or anything, and would find every reason in the world not to spend any of his own money. If it was anybody else's money, that was okay, and if he could get other people to spend their money on him or on whatever it was, then that's certainly what he would do. Um, but spending his own money, it it had to be a pretty big deal. So I think in in my best assessment he didn't like how much money we had spent at the grocery store and instead of maybe telling me ahead of time maybe having a budget i knew nothing i mean i i'm telling you i was young i had never done a budget before i'd barely even handled a checkbook up until that point, uh, you know, I, I hadn't really learned some of those kinds of things real well yet, and um, you know, he he was working, I was working. Um, I I knew we had gotten some money uh, for gifts, um, mo- you know, monetary gifts. Uh, I really, I just didn't know. He he handled the finances, the entire the entire marriage right from day one he he handled the finances he knew everything about the bank account all bills everything i i knew nothing and i handled nothing and i was not privy to anything and so when someone explodes at you over the money that they say you spent it can make you feel as tall as an ant and when you have this person who's supposed to love you and who you think you love berating you and telling you how horrible you are because you spent money on food that really does something to you mentally and emotionally and spiritually you know any any joy any spirit any good spirit any anything good that was between us or that had happened throughout that day or in that condo was gone instantly. And I will never forget how awful he made me feel and how completely, completely out of the blue it was and uncalled for, completely uncalled for. I was not forcing him to buy anything i in my mind we made every decision together on the food that we purchased i don't even know how much it ended up being i'm sure it was hardly anything i mean really truly it probably wasn't that much money because you know this is some like i said this is someone who is incredibly cheap um yeah financial abuse I finally at some point learned that there is a term for financial abuse, and that is definitely what I I was subjected to. So that was pretty awful. Um, And then I will leave this episode with what I believe is a pretty quintessential um, example of my marriage to that person. We had gone to, um, another island and, uh, in Kauai and there was a kayak you could rent and you would, um, basically kayak, uh, down river and to a certain spot you're supposed to get out and then, you know, you can hike or, or whatever the case may be, you know, it's, it's it's a little – the the details of, of that part of it are a little foggy to me now, but I just remember that we had gotten going late and that they didn't – they were advising you against getting going too late on this particular kayak trek. Because when you're coming back, when you're trying to come back, you'd be fighting winds and fighting to go upstream essentially, and it's not, not recommended uh, because it would be – almost impossible to to get back. And so really truly you know he he actually had lived in Hawaii before. He he obviously like I said I was young, I didn't know. I I'm trusting him. He probably should have said, "Hey, let's not do this today or not at all then." But, you know, <laughs> I just went along with whatever and I thought, "Well, maybe we can hurry and 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 maybe we'll make it back in time." I didn't know. Anyway, needless to say, we did make it back. Or uh, er, excuse me, <laughs> that that sounded deceiving. We did not make it back in time to avoid this these winds. All right, and so it was not an enjoyable kayak ride back because it was like you 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 you're paddling as hard as you possibly can and. You're looking at 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 the scenery next to you, and it's not moving. the water's moving, and you're paddling as hard as you can, but the scenery's not moving and uh so you know you're not going anywhere and so you know, in the end, I don't even know how long we paddled for um and it my i I just remember. It was so, so hard, but it was like jungle around us. So it wasn't really like you could hike back with your kayak. Like this was like the way to get back. Uh, it was my understanding. So it was like we have to just do this. We have to just just paddle and just keep working even if we only move, you know, an inch a minute, you know, kind of a thing. Um, and I remember it was so hard and I was so tired and I remember my arms were going numb and I it just felt like it was never gonna end, but I just kept on moving. I just I was sitting in front, okay? I was sitting in front, and so I just I remember thinking, I can't stop. I ha we both need to be paddling and we both need to not stop because this 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 matters, right? Like he's depending on me and I'm depending on him and this. This matters that we get back. And and so even if my arms are, are going numb, even if I'm so exhausted, like I, I just I have to and I'm praying and I just have to keep paddling. And I did not stop. I never stopped. I kept paddling. We finally, finally made it back. By some miracle, we finally made it back. And I want to say it was on the drive then back to where we were staying He was laughing and admitting to me that he was taking breaks from paddling. And he felt a little guilty because he could see that I never stopped. But I couldn't see that he had ever stopped. And yet it still didn't stop him from taking breaks when he needed it. And I'm realizing it was probably those times when I'm looking at the scenery and seeing that it wasn't moving, that he had stopped. But I didn't know, in my mind, he's the man. (laughs) He's stronger than me, a little bigger than me, wasn't much taller than me, but supposedly he was a a surfer and stuff, right? So he should have all the strength and endurance And yet here he is the one taking breaks and making his poor little wife continue paddling our our, uh, kayak all by herself. I'll end there. And the red flag conversation will continue on our next episode. Thank you.